Hello and welcome to the podcast, Mosaic Art Behind the Scenes. I am your host, Carlos Gonzalez, and this is the ninth episode of this podcast. So thank you for listening, and hopefully you're enjoying these podcasts. Today we have an extraordinary person. Her academic credentials start at the Kansas City Art Institute, where she majored in painting and printmaking. She graduated in 1976, but left to San Francisco for two weeks, and she never looked back. Her first beginnings in mosaic started in 1978, when she worked on a mosaic bathroom for a friend at a residential home nearby. But she comments her career as a mosaic artist really begins in 1988, as she starts to create mosaics full-time. As she traveled and viewed the world's mosaic masterpieces in Israel, Greece, Italy, she would love to mosaic the world if given the chance to do it. She has also worked with architects and interior designers to elaborate her unique style of mosaic making. She currently gives workshops in her studio in Ukiah, California, with a variety of selection, in particularly mixing ceramics with mosaics. So today, let me introduce you, Elizabeth Raby. How are you, Elizabeth? Having a good day. <laughs> yeah, thank you for being in the podcast this is actually our ninth episode of Mosaic Art Behind the Scenes, and I'm very happy that you actually uh, had time to talk with me about all the different mosaics you make. You've been making them for a long time. You were talking to me about it. You're from Michigan, mm-hmm. but you've been in California for a while now. Yeah, yeah, I came out to visit California for two weeks right after graduating from the Kansas City Art Institute in 1976 and just never left. Wow. And obviously all your family is there, right? Um, well, no. I mean, my, my your close two family. daughters and three grandsons are here, but my siblings are spread out around the world. In your studies in Kansas City? Kansas City Art Institute. And it was, I studied painting and printmaking. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I do have one of, my, one of my drawings here behind me from years ago, but. I yeah, I've got a painting here somewhere too, right? Here we go. A little, uh, there we go. And all, one of my paintings that I did in the early '80s in San Francisco. Wow! <laughs> but I switched, I switched to doing mosaics in about I think it was probably '78, '79 was when I really started. How did you get? How did you get started with mosaics? I mean, back then there wasn't social media and things like that. So hmm. did you just start? No, no, no. It was an interesting story. I was I was helping set up the scrap, the Scrounger Center for Reusable Art Parts in San Francisco that I volunteered to help them set it up. So at the time, like all these businesses that had leftover things were putting them in a place where teachers and artists could come and, you know, just get things or buy things cheaply. And so um, at that time, you know, there had been this little wave of mosaics in the 50s, but nobody was doing mosaics then. I think I've met one or one other person in the Bay Area that started doing mosaics yeah, anywhere sure. around the time. So one of the one of the things that people were donating, well, a lot of the tile shops were just, you know, throwing stuff in the dumpsters or giving stuff to scrap. So, and, I, and I lived in a place I didn't like my bathroom and I <laughs> didn't ask my landlord. And I just did this mosaic that I thought would, you know, take a couple of weeks and I ended up taking months and just did the entire, you know, the wall, all four walls and, and then, you know, I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then a couple of friends of mine hired me to do their bathroom, their kitchen, their living rooms. So that's. 
So you never, after you made that bathroom mosaic, you never stopped. You felt the love for mosaics because of of just playing with the materials and just making, just breaking stuff and putting them back together. The idea of touching all that that material was kind of what got you into it. Yeah, that was fun. And then also, like I said, just the, the fact that, you know, when friends of mine who knew my paintings and stuff saw it and went, oh, can you do one for me? Oh, you know, that that was nice. That I like that part, too. So, yeah, it was yeah, like so something extra so yeah, that they'd ask for you to make just and you're like, hey, I can make some money out of this. Did you sell it or did you because sometimes mosaic oh, yeah. artists, we yeah. OK, well, that's awesome. No, no, yeah, I, I they, they paid me. Uh, one of them was one of my favorite painters. And so, you know, I took out a about a a third of the the payment in her artwork, which I've got around my house projects together, public projects, public housing places, Ellie Simmons. Yeah. I I like, I do that sometimes too with stuff, especially if he's like, they're really good artists. I have some paintings from Mexican artists that I'd I'd switch stuff with them, like mosaics for paintings too. So that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm in Mexico and Guatemala and I, you know, I I get, I Mm. I, I bring art back from wherever I go. And and I used to be, I used to teach while batik and painting and drawing and stuff at the, at the um, San Francisco community college. And so I, I would always, to encourage some of my best students, I would buy some of their work. And I, I'm just, yeah. I got a lot of artwork in my house. Yeah, I can see. My- and actually for the people who are listening to the podcast, she is, I mean, artist all around. <laughs> Done a lot of fish in my artwork for years and years and years. And But I, I was called, this was a few years after I'd started doing mosaics in San Francisco and, and, and once after Sama had formed. And um, I was asked to judge a mosaic sort of contest. And, um, and when I heard what the prize was, I was sorry, I didn't just get to be one of the contestants. But anyway, at the very end of the conversation, it was like, oh, and it's being sponsored by one of the Italian mosaic, I mean, excuse me, Italian marble companies. So have it be something that's at least, you know, 50 to 80% marble. And, yeah. and you know, other than sticking a few bits of marble into my mosaics before I had never used it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this was the first one that I did that was, you know, it's all marble and smalty. Yeah, they're very and, original. Um, I mean, I'm looking at your uh, piece, yeah. and it's and I, there's I, another one. Like, yeah, years later. <laughs> and they're are they both marble? The the both of them that you just yeah. showed me in the camera. Yeah, so people, I, I've got I've got about oh I think about four or five around that yeah. size that that I did um, almost entirely with marble and smalty. And you know what I was looking at the web page that you have it's erabmosaics.com and you have this uh pretty big studio right like you you, you do workshops and you have people come over and they can check out uh yeah. all the things that you do but it just seems enormous and i was like well yeah, you must about- have a lot of materials if you've been doing it for a while it's true and, th- and that's why I, I bought this this particular house when i decided to move off my 40 acre farm where i lived for years and into town was it, it had a uh, what had been a lucky logger distribution center warehouse oh. built about 100 years ago. And so it's it's about, um, oh, three, four times bigger than my also very large studio that I'd had at, at the farm. So it's, yeah, it is. And I, and I have been giving mosaic workshops, oh, since before I left San Francisco. I think it was, so the first ones I, I taught were at Heath Ceramics in, oh, let's see, what it have been, 19... A couple of days ago. Uh, 80, no, 92, 1992. 1992. Yeah, so I've got a lot of, um, yeah, so, so every summer, well, other than the last couple, you know, of course, yeah. um, 
I had mosaic workshops, the grout camps, I call them. Okay. And people come here from all over and I've got so many materials. Some people, you know, bring things that they know they want to do, but the majority just show up. What are the types that you've, you've workshops that you've done in the past, like back in 92 or just even currently do you work? Cause most people do like small tea workshops now and they do like this 3d workshops and they, they do like mosaic hammer and hardy workshops, but like, what are your, cause I see you use a lot of ceramics and different tiles on your work. Do you do certain specific workshops just in case people are listening? Not really. I've, I've been, I've been asked several, several to many times since I do include ceramics. And, you know, I, it was about the year 2000. I decided I'd broken up enough tiles that I better start <laughs> replenishing the supply. So I took some ceramic classes and I, and so since then, yeah, I do, um, well, a lot of my stuff that I'll, yeah. I will make ceramic tiles and then put them in. Um, so yeah, she's showing me a picture of the things that she's been doing, but you could check out her, her yeah. webpage. Uh, Ray B mosaics. Yeah, wow, it's very, very nice. They're very original. They're just poster for a chocolate uh, festival in San Francisco years ago. Okay, but like yeah. So, so I, I started making ceramic. Now the technique. What would you consider this technique to be? Trecandi, kind of like Antonio Gaudi type mosaics in a way. Like, do you, do you get? Did you get inspired by Gaudi from all like the park uh, well and things like that in Barcelona, or yeah, or what I, kind of I technique do you like? I got to Barcelona and saw Gaudi um, a few years after I'd already started making ceramic tiles. Oh, okay. So, but I, you know, of course he's an inspiration. Of course, who, who, who wouldn't be? Yeah. Um, but, but uh, I, you know, I just, I, I've been, you know, I started painting and drawing and stuff when I was really just a little girl. I, wow. I, I've always been doing art. So um, yeah. So, so I, but back to your, your question about the workshops. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to plan to do one that's about making tiles to put into mosaics sometime soon. But most of the workshops, and since like, as you pointed out, I do have, you know, I've got, I've got glass, I've got tiles of all sorts, indoor, outdoor. I've got scraps of hardy board and uh, plywood and all kinds of ceramic things that that people can cover. So, so my workshops and and because there's not usually you know, I, well, I put the limit at about 10 or 12 students. Um, there's always time and, and enough materials for people to choose whatever they'd like to make. So, I mean, although I don't let people just dig into my smalty supply. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm sure. And if they, if they want to do all stained glass, then they're going to have to chip in, you know, an extra 30, 40 bucks for materials or something. But, but basically, well, that sounds good. That workshop sounds want. really nice. I mean, uh, I'm sure even just a lot of people are using ceramics with their mosaics. I have a friend in San Antonio. I don't know if you heard the, I think it's episode five, David Chigi. He's a mosaic artist. He uses ceramic too. He's starting to use and he goes to a, a different studio. They make the ceramic. He just kind of incorporates it with what he's doing. But a lot of people uh, are interested in in these kind of workshops that they can do a little bit of variety of things. And I think that would be awesome. I think um, and I also think we should even have like this uh, map where you could just go to people's mosaic studios around the country and just kind of have it for people whoever are traveling around the U.S. and just be like, oh, well, here in this state or this city, there's a mosaic artist and that the studios can be open so people could get an idea of what mosaic artists do and and all the different techniques because it's 
they're like little muse- yeah they're like little museums around the country around the world it's just i'm i'm so amazed by like all these mosaic artists that there are around the world and and you're one of them obviously because uh you have all this experience you've been doing them for so long and, and you keep doing them and it's just something that that comes out of you i mean you, you don't do it for money right i mean it's something that well, you just it is one of my sources of income, especially, yeah. you know, I've done we've so far talked about the, you know, the hanging on the wall stuff mostly, but I've done a lot of, well, things in people's homes, but, you know, fireplaces and things, but, but I, I've done a lot of public art all over, um, you know, for in hospitals and out uh, on freeways and, you know, all kinds of buildings, some that I do just, um, you know, by myself yeah. And a lot of them, I'll hire a few people to work with me, but a lot of them are also community projects where I'll go into schools and kids will make a bunch of tiles and then we can incorporate it into a mosaic, big mosaic or with the have the whole community. Like, um, you know, uh, when there was a, well, there've been big fires around this area yeah, <laughs> for years, much every year, but, but there was a, a really large fire that killed a lot of people and um, burned thousands of homes um, in 2017 and so I applied for funding through California Arts Council and then got a lot of local matching funds and, and worked with people. Um, I, you know, I gave free mosaic workshops that summer for people who had lost their houses or wanted to bring in their melted, you know, wedding rings or silverware or, or tractor supply parts and stuff. And, and, and people could come and make mosaics from that and then we ended up whoever wanted to come work with me we did a huge mosaic mural on the outside of, of, a, of one of the, the granges nearby and then um four different places around the county where anybody who had fire related work could show it but that's yeah yeah uh i think all, all the public art and all the things that the mosaic artists can do these days are just just great i don't know i feel i feel you with your experience you've been able to learn from being a small artist to be doing public art to doing all these different things. And what I was saying about you don't do it for money. I mean, obviously we get paid for doing piece of work, right? But like for you, I think you just do it automatically just because of the love for it. And then the money comes yes. with it. You know what I mean? That's what I was trying to say. Because yes. I mean, I think everybody needs to have have an income, obviously, especially if you're making art. But it just seems like you are in love with mosaics. I mean, you've been doing it for a while and I could see, and I can just imagine what your studio looks like and tell me, but tell me a little bit about more like the public art. Is it, is it hard to start in public art? Well, one of the hard parts is that for, for well, well, you have to be known and you have to apply, you know, so learning how to apply for funding is important um, because a lot of the public ones you do have to, you know, apply yourself. Sometimes it's just the city looking for somebody or this state looking for somebody, but you have to be able to do a little writing and let them know in kind of their words that, that they're looking for, that that's what you can do while also incorporating your own ideas about what you want to do. But, but the majority of public art, you know, there's like this committee and that committee that all have to see your drawings up front and know exactly what <laughs> you're going to do and all bid yes on it. And, but the, the wonderful thing, like, well, wonderful for so many reasons, but during most of the COVID shutdown for about a year and a half, yeah. um, there was a project I was supposed to do for the city of Ukiah with garbage, garbage and recycling cans um, that was going to be a community project. I'd have anybody that wanted to come to my studio, help put in some of the background pieces or make 
tiles. But that ended up, um, you know, I, I, my studio's big enough, as you said, with me, yeah, I yeah. can open the doors on both sides that I could have people come help me, you know, but those were people I knew, people I trusted, people, you know, were, t- were taking care and being careful and had taken my workshops before. Um, so I had, you know, five different people work with me, but we did 30, 30 um, mosaics that went on the trash and recycling cans downtown. And our only, you know, the, the, the wonderful thing about that was, was they basically said, you know, we've got these six emergency preparedness images we want you to do. You got to do these. And the yeah. rest of it's like, oh, you know, make them about Ukiah and the surrounding areas. Just, you know, make them. So I could just, you know, put in people at the river and, you know, people, um, you know, well, making art at Draw to You Drop, a fundraiser I put on for our arts, arts council every year. People, I could, my favorite band playing at the brewery. Uh, nice. Well, things that you, know, you like, things that, that are close to you and, and, you know, that represent what, you know, all the, all the years that you've been living there, just things that, you know, someone that yes. would come from out of town would probably just look at these mosaics and be like, hey, this is some really nice short story mosaics. Because when people look at them, they're really short stories of what we're people are telling in their current life. That's how I look at them. You know, like what you're feeling, what you're doing in that area, (laughs) you know, the different things that happens in that area. So I think the local artists. It was nice when they told me I could put it, do, you know, whatever sort of current around here. And I thought, well, Mendocino, I've got to do something about pot. Every time you turn the news on, like that's half of what it's about. And I wish I brought one of the T-shirts here that I had printed up with that mosaic. But it's um, because it it represents 2020 because it's basically, you know, one of the many, many um, American Gothic copies. You know, that's the second most copied uh, artwork, not copied, but, you know, um, made into reproduced in different versions. Um, the, The American Gothic, but they're wearing masks, which represents not only 2020, but also the fact that for years and years and years and years, all the farmers had to stay underground because it was illegal. Yeah. So it was was like, that was one of my favorite ones. And I thought, "Hmm, when I put this up there, am I going to get some feedback from people? And (laughs) it has all been positive. I'm I'm really happy to say. Well, California has a uh, a tolerance for recreational marijuana there, right? It's legal in California and Oregon, I think, isn't it? it? Or is it it just medicinal? No, you know, it is now legal. It is now legal. Um, but, but you can, you had to, you know, well, I don't want to get into whole, that whole subject. Yeah, yes, no, but it's, but it's, you know, I, you know what I do when I, when I, uh, do mosaics, I drink wine sometimes. Like when, if I'm in my studio and I have, yeah, I've even done, like, I've completed a whole mosaic by drinking wine. <laughs> I didn't drink more than one bottle though. That's, you know, I'm not that person that just goes and, and goes overboard, but I think. I haven't smoked pot since I was 19. Yeah. Hey, well, yeah. Since I was 18. <laughs> yeah well hey you know some people like it i i don't i don't smoke weed for instance uh yeah i've tried it's just a huge part of the economy and it's a yeah huge part of yeah life. i mean i tried it didn't like in high school i get too nervous to be honest with you because uh my mind is always thinking that's why mosaic kind of calms me down and kind of i just construct things and just kind of elaborate things but when i did try it i would just feel like nervous and you know some people are like oh you feel so calm and for me, it's like backwards. I, I like get nervous and I'm like, okay, so it like spooked me out a little bit. So I just, I think I like wine better, to be honest with you. But hey, um, whoever, you know, people who are making mosaics, you know, I, I won't judge anybody. They can do whatever they want, really. If if you're having fun and trying to do what you have to do and get that creative uh, design and mosaic 
art oh, out. No, I wanted to represent the entire community, and that's a big one. But I also did like Dia de los Muertos and and the, oh. the ballet folklorico and you know the farm farmers uh, just growing food. You know? Yeah, um, it's just I, I tried to put in everything that's around this area. What do you, you think? Know, what do you think when you make mosaics? I mean, you've been making them for a while. So when you sit down and you you start making them, what is what goes through your mind? it's so many things because with mosaics for me, you know, the, the, when you, when I get the original idea, then, you know, I have to do my design and put, you know, get the drawing down and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I have somewhat, pretty much of an idea of what, where the, what colors are going to go, what, what's going to happen. But then there's so many hours and hours and hours of working that out that um, for the most part, it's a great time to be, you know, listening to books on CD or yeah. books on my phone these days or, you know, putting on great records or it's, it's, um, it is a kind of a meditative process because you're out there, you can think about all kinds of things and putting the pieces down, you know, you still have to make decisions, but it's, it's not the same as like the, the overall design that's, and I, I can show you the very last yeah. one that I haven't crowded yet that I finished. Yet. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can show it to me. Story. Um, People this, who are listening um, to a podcast won't be able to see it, but you can try to describe okay, it the best okay, you can. Right. Okay. Well, about about maybe five years ago or so, I started to do I had I'd started doing glass, you know, all kinds of things with glass. Yeah. But um the uh I started to do a portrait of my my daughter holding a little lamb because I lived on a farm where I raised sheep. Okay. Um and and I but then I I'd gotten it barely just started like a little bit of her hair and got the drawing in and stuff, but then I got these public commissions. So I was working on um, making tiles for our hot springs, and I was working on eleven uh, mosaics in in you know in the sidewalk um, on the coastal trail in Fort Bragg of all local animals, and so I just sort of hadn't picked that mosaic back up for years because I was so busy working on these other things. And then I moved into town and started, you know, so I'd done a lot of glass stuff, but I still hadn't done a totally glass portrait until, until doing that one. Um, which it looked I very nice. Is it, do you use stained ago. glass? Is it stained glass? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, that's all stained glass. Um, it's all stained glass. Stained glass. And way. it's, uh, and it has a, a wood frame around it and it has, uh, her that's daughter and a lamb right yeah. by it. And she's just made the mosaic piece. Very nice. Very. Yeah. That's why there's all that tape around it. Yeah. Grout original. It and, it. and, uh, the, the fun part still to come, the grouting part, you know, <laughs> so people, how some people use sponges, some people use different things to do the grout, but their hands just kind of depends on the size, yeah. you know? I mostly use uh, use the floater to to to, uh, to float to, to to get the grout spread always. Well, unless unless it's you know on a small rounded piece or something. But I that's I highly recommend using the floats to get that grout in there. And then you know I only use sponges cleaning it up generally if it if it's something that has a lot of tile in it that's that the glaze isn't strong enough to hold to hold it all out yeah push it up out if, if, if it's something do you have a preferred grout that you use um well I, I use charcoal in a lot of mine but i know like in this one in that you know the the, the portrait since it's yeah. mostly light colors but a brand like a certain use. brand of grout that you like oh custom blend custom blend you like do you use lot yeah. or mape or any of those or 
Um, well, you know, I have a little bit of uh, the Mape. I've, I've, you know, I've, I've tried them, but the, you know, I, I use the one that's at our, at our local hardware stores yeah. all the time. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I, and I always taught, taught, teach my students how, you know, if you want to, you can add. Now this is the opposite of what I, I heard one of your other wonderful artists say. Okay. But I, I, when I'm mixing it up, I will put in acrylic paint okay. and I put it in, you know, before getting it all, you know, I, I mix that in with the water and make sure it's really blended in. So yeah, 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 it yeah. comes out spreading. Um, but I do use acrylic paint, uh, but I, I don't do that often. But That's I a good tip, though. Tip. You know, if it, it yeah. works, I mean, you could try it. Try it out. I've never tried it. I'm going to try it out, though, in my studio. Yeah, there there were a couple of ones that I made early on um, that, I you know, before I really knew exactly what color grout I should use, um, where I, I did it and I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. I should have gone darker. I should have done this. I should have done that. Yeah. But, um, so, so I did start mixing them up and, okay. and, it, and, it, and it helps. It, it's kind of cool. To be so you're telling me you grab their acrylic paint, paint, you grab their acrylic paint, you, you add water to the acrylic paint and then you use, I'm sure it's a white grout, right? You, know, you don't use any dark grout. Usually, I mean, even, no, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't or, mix it any with grout, but with dark, but, but I have sometimes used a light gray. Oh, okay. Mixed in a yeah. purple or a little bit of red or a little bit of green. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's, some, that's that something new that. So that's even. Yeah, that's called experience in making mosaics. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody does their own thing. And if it works, um, yeah, maybe my friend over there from Denver, she can try it out and see what happens. You know, <laughs> maybe do a little sample. She does some good work, too, with uh, tempered oh, yeah. glass. Yeah, yeah, she does. She's amazing. But, yeah, that's the thing about the podcast. Like, I want to I wanna talk to everybody and have them tell me, like, what works for them so people who are listening can actually mm-hmm. – you know, try these things at home with like small pieces. And if it works, they could just keep on working on their mosaics. One thing I didn't say about the cleanup after, you know, after it sits for several hours or a day or two, they don't want to wait too much longer, but just taking the um, toothbrush and vinegar. And that's where you can really like, if you have to get into some, like a lot of times when I'm doing stuff, I'll I'll have letter, I'll write things in it. And it's tiles I've made where I'm stamping in. Okay you know, the, the letters. Yeah. And so grout dry into those. And if you, if you get the toothbrush while you're doing your original grouting yeah. and you get the regular grout lines, you could end up, you know, making them all full of lines and messed up. Yeah, exactly. But if you wait the next day or, or a few hours later when it's really pretty hardened um, and come in with the toothbrush and, and vinegar, you can get out the parts you want pretty easily. Oh, that's a good tip too. That's, Thank you. Yeah, I do that a lot. Thank you for letting us know that too. Yeah, I I normally try to clean it. The, I'm, I'm very perfect when I finish. When I grout, I try to take every little thing up the most that I can. And then the next day, I guess I'll just mm-hmm. try to with this dry, just brush it off. The, but I don't really do complicated things. I mean, very little mosaics, uh, very detailed. Normally, when I do them, I do them the direct method. So I don't don't normally don't grout them because they they are, I'm already working on a thin set over it. It's a little bit different. Oh, so when you when you do your thin set on boards, you you don't you put a you just have that be basically your grout. You don't grout it. Yeah, exactly. I color that thin set, and then that will be the grout in the in the end of the day, right? And I make sure that the thin set goes about halfway of the tessera, so that way it doesn't go up enough to make a mess. I don't know if you you know what I'm hmm. talking. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah, I always when I do that when I when I'm putting stuff right on cement board. I 
grout it then too. Yeah. But are you talking about glass or glass? Yeah, or well, ceramic? it could be any type of material. Glass just it, the, Yeah, the difference is just since I use different material, it's very uneven. So it's not always the mm-hmm. same height. So the difference yeah. between when I do the direct method, it's very uneven and very regular. And to me, I like because it, it gives it like a texture and a different type of movement once you look at it mm-hmm. um, from far away. So if it's going to be a floor or if it's going to be something that I want something flat, then I'll definitely use so the indirect method. Yeah, the indirect method with the paper and then I'll just mm-hmm. flip it. But uh, my artistic ones, the one that I, I try to do is basically the direct ones with the, with the thin set. Obviously, if you have a thin material, it's kind of hard just because if you have like two millimeter uh, width, the thin set will will go a little bit over a bit. You could try some other things like epoxy. Yeah, no, but this this one is. um, Oh, okay. It's it's it's, you know, very different heights of things. Yeah. And I still, you know, you just you can just leave a little extra space. Yeah. The grout, you know, but but I, I I grout almost everything. But like, you know, this is. Very different heights and stuff, but it's yeah. Did yeah, you? I, I like to. Get for instance, and in that piece that you're showing me, which you have glass and then you have ceramics, uh, I'm sure you taped the ceramics so when the grout goes over it, you wouldn't stain it, right? No, I don't have to because I come in with the um, with the with the toothbrush and vinegar the next oh. day. Oh, okay. But 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 if if it's something that's um, let's see, there. Ah. There, are, there have been some times where, where I've taped if yeah. it's something that's got a lot of real little design in it and stuff in it and, it, and it's the clay, especially if the clay was raku or something that isn't really hard. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I will tape over that, but for the most part, doing the, the vinegar after it hardens. But, you know, you don't want to wait days after because cement keeps getting harder and harder and harder as the days and weeks and months go on. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but also one thing that about the vinegar, yeah. Also, especially if you're grouting with your hands, it gets it gets the thin set or the the um, grout out of your hands too in a way that water you could wash your hands with soap and water ten times. It's not going to take out in the way that if you stick a bunch of vinegar on your hands, it pulls it right out of your pores and then you rinse that off and your hands will be nice and soft too. Nice. Uh, I'm going to try it. I've never tried to clean. I normally use gloves like these really, uh, latex hard gloves. I think they're called yeah. spider or something. They're just, cause some of them mm-hmm. rip really quick, you know, like once you growl, then you, you hit an uneven edge and they just make a little hole and then it's kind of pointless to have them. So you have to have certain ones for, uh, yeah. grouting specific things. Yeah. And I, and I grout, I mean, I do direct also, I, I, I've grouted some of them. It depends on the material. If it's porous, I normally don't just because it sticks to the actually, uh, material, but if it's not, if it's something that it's, it's going to come off, I could, I could still grout it. I could still, and, but I try not to, cause then that you're working twice, right. And you're trying to save time when you're trying to work on a project. You don't want to be there. Like if it's, I already, that's why I call it grout camp. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that's the hard part. That's the least fun part, but we're all there at grout camp grouting together on Sunday morning. What would you like people to, to, to think when they see your mosaic? I mean, what, as your experience evolved making all these mosaics, like what do you what do you like one day, you know, like I leave mosaics all over the place too. Like I install them and then I place them and I've helped other mosaic mm-hmm. artists install them. And I know like at least I put, for instance, or I'm starting to at least my my latest one is to put my signature in the corner at least. So at least mm-hmm. there's like something that hey, well, um That's a that really one, good yeah. idea. But do, is there something that you place on them or or, yeah, or do you do you leave always- something on them? 
I, I try these days to always remember to, to stick my, my signature in it. And sometimes, you know, since I do ceramics and I've got a couple kilns here in my studio, I will, you know, just when I have my little extra clay left over after doing, you know, the, the faces or the whatever, you know, I've made, um, I will, I've got a bunch of little ones that have my name. I've stopped putting the year on it because I think I've got, I've still probably got three or four in my studio that say, Erebi Mosaics, copyright 2015 or something. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't that year, so. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but you can also, you know, you can get the, um, you, you can get the uh, Millie Fiore but with the letters and numbers. Yeah. And you, you can, and you, that's a good way you can, you can stick your, your signature in and it's, it's really small and you can put it in the corner or in some sort of part of, you know, along the dog's tail or something like that, if not in the corner, you know, just some way that, and if you don't stick it on the front, write it on the back because, you know, I'm starting to get with names. I've got some artwork that I yeah. bought years ago from, from people that I knew and I can't remember whose it is anymore. So sign your work yeah, or put your name on the back. You, you know what I do? I hide things in the thin set sometimes. I'll write a little letter. I'll write a little uh, phrase and then I'll just put it in there underneath the mosaic. Just so oh, underneath, yeah, the underneath it, just in case. I did that with the when I was in school in Italy. I did that with the New York uh, Ground Zero mosaic. It's a lightning that the school had come commissioned to do it. So I put a little uh-huh. note on there in the bottom of it, and I and I normally do them now. But, but is it visible when you say you put it? In no, the no, it just it. I, I fold it up. So you, know, you, ha- you know, you know, be, before hundreds of years. From yeah, now. before social media, you you had notes that you would just write to your friends in class, right? Like now they don't do that anymore. But uh, so what I do is I just write a little phrase or something, and then just sign it, and then I'll just I'll fold it up, and then I'll just I'll just put it in there, flat. Huh. Yeah, I mean it's not this big letter. It's just just a little like you know, a little piece of paper. So I don't know. It's just something different, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it is good to sign your work. Yeah. Nice. Definitely. People know. Uh, when is your work, your ceramic workshop coming up? Do you have a date? You know, I, I generally give myself the you know February deadline for getting all my workshop dates set. So sorry, but okay. I don't have. I do but after February, you'll have them up on your website, and then they, they can contact you or email you. Absolutely. Are you a member of the CMA to Art? Uh, dot com website by any chance? You talk about community community built association. Yeah, it's uh, it's a no, it, it's a ceramic and mosaic art. Yeah. Yes, yes, I am. Sorry. Okay. I'm thinking about community built association because I'm going to be a presenter at their conference this this spring. But it's um, and so that's a majority of it is art projects, but a lot of times they have people working together to build playgrounds or build this or that. But it's yeah. See, yeah. the the, the, the the uh, ceramic and mosaic. Yes, I am a member of that. Yeah, they're just the different community areas, uh, community mosaic community where they just talk about mosaics and and people give workshops and they uh, they show their work, which that's very interesting. From all over the world, they they show up what they do, and you know you should put some pictures of yours because you have some lovely ones. And then I was actually I want to talk to you about one specifically where you, there's a poem in one of them. Do you, oh. Can you tell me a little bit about that poem and that piece that you made? Okay. Well, um, you know, again, I can uh, let's see see that. Well, it's, it doesn't have the light. It should have the lights on behind it, but that's one of them. Okay. Oh, over there. Let's see. 
against the wall there underneath that big fish. Um, well, the, I, I have several pieces that have poems by Armand Brent. He was the um, first Ukiah poet laureate and started the Haiku Festival. But anyway, so th those two were done um, when there was a bombing in Baghdad on the street where all of the, the, the bookstores and the coffee shops where artists and, and musicians would come. It was like the, um, they didn't want the spread of all sorts of ideas. Okay. So there was the, the, car, the car bombing and there were what, a hundred and I'm, if I'm not remembering exactly, I think 120, was it 240? Anyway, there were, there were a lot of people who were killed during oh, that because okay. this was already many years ago. And so um, there was a, a guy who was a poet and has a bookstore in San Francisco who wanted to line up the same number of artists that of the people that had been killed to make books. Oh, okay. Um, and so about about that, about, so it's, um, it's called Al Matanabi Street Starts Here. It was, it was the name of the project. You can still find it online. Um, and there were shows all over the world because what we had to do was, was make these books and send three of them to the, to that group, the Almatanabi yeah. Street Stuff here. I made five of them so I could have one and Armand could have one, but he wrote three poems about the Baghdad bombings. And about one of them happened. was called, yeah, one of them is called The List of the Broken and the other one's called Nightfall. And so I worked his poems into the mosaics yeah, and then got some really, you know, beautiful, well done photos, you know, like. Yeah. Professional. Know, long and, and then made it into like this, this book I, I could show you, but <laughs> um, yeah. made it, had, had it made it books. Okay. No, well, I think that's, um, I mean, people can look up that project and they can get more information about it and check out your mosaics. You do. I mean, I'm looking at your Facebook page too. You have a Facebook page and you have a lot of, Great mosaics. You have uh, you have some. There's a big heart. There's some animals too, like a pelican. There's some butterflies that you make with some ceramic pieces and some glass pieces. From what I'm looking at, I think these are tiles. The the octopus, for instance, is tile. But just you have a lot that, of on the coastal trail at Fort Bragg is the octo, big octopus one. Yeah, that's a very nice one. Then you have one with the American flag too. That one's with some hands. That's, oh. that's really nice too with a bunch oh, of. Oh, well, that uh, was that was one that was done right after Trump was elected, and I went to the Women's March, and so that was. Okay. Called, yes, chaos. Various states of chaos. Yeah, that's very <laughs> so original. That's, I mean, thank you. I don't know. Just, yeah, I, I am a very politically involved person, so I. Yeah. One, but not the only one of, of my. So you did like a series, maybe, of just. It has um, some, you know, just things about the way I'd like the world. Yeah, it's your, you know, what I look at as your your life, you know, your life. You're, you're expressing yeah. yourself with what you know how to make, whether it's uh, painting or, or um, printing, right? Uh, painting, printing, mosaics, mosaics drawings. drawings, and you, you just. Yeah. Whatever you feel, you, you you show it in your mosaics, and I think that's awesome. I can look at them, and and people should look at them when they're listening to this podcast eventually because they're they're so different compared to other mosaic artists, and that's why it's so fun, you know, talking to you, talking about all these mosaics. Something you like you like to say to people who are listening about your experiences in mosaics, like after all these years, like what would you not do? What, what would I Yeah, not why do? would you not do? Like, I mean, you know, you, you learn from your errors sometimes, right? So, like, uh, what would you recommend not doing? 
Wow. Saying um, yes to everything, <laughs> right? Saying yes to every project. Nothing's <laughs> really coming to mind. No? You know? I guess I, I have said no to a few things. Yeah. But um, no, I, uh, I can't think of things that I've done that I would, I mean, not in the mosaic world, you know, there's other parts of my life we don't have to talk about here, but yeah. Like for um, instance, start, start, start slow, maybe like someone that's never done mosaics, maybe start with something, uh, small, right. Well, not, and not too small because sometimes it's more difficult, but just some, just try to break I stuff. Know, from, like the very, the very first thing I ever started with was doing my entire bathroom, all four walls, <laughs> shower, so I don't know. So you go know, big. I, I'll tell you what, there's one thing, you know, I used to be a sub and then taught for a while, the business for visual artists years ago. And one thing we talked about that people say sometimes when when you're working on stuff all the time and you have a lot of good ideas and and they just keep developing and coming forward and you know what to do next because it's just kind of like the next step from what you just did. But sometimes if for whatever reason it is, you have to stop for a while and it's hard to kind of then at that point, everything you're wanting to do, there's always this, well, why that? Why not this? Why that? And and so doing self-portraits, nobody else has to see them if you don't want. Yeah. You are looking at yourself and thinking about what you're thinking. And so you might get other ideas that then come from that that bring you to something you know you want to do. And of course, you know. Like, you know, some things are self-portraits, really, and some things are just, you know, you're in it, but it's about things like, you know, your dog and your yeah. your fish. And it's, it's um, so, so self-portraits can just be t- talking about things in your life that are less about, oh, this is me, than like, this is the world I live in. Wow. Okay. So, and, and that, you know, self-portraits are, are pretty personal. So yeah. <laughs> if you're not ready to talk about own life then maybe that's not the way to go but but i but i've found that for artists of all sorts that that's that's kind of a if you're having this stumbling block of what do i do next yeah um doing those whether it's a few drawings or or you know that, that that's kind of a way that lets you look in and discover more about what's there and it should come out oh that's excellent i'm glad you touched that uh i'm glad you touched that because that's that's i think that's important and you know you have a lot of years making mosaics and a lot of years being an artist. And I think it helps. Yeah. It helps people who are listening just to hear you talk about all these different things and experiences that you have. And I think that, uh, I think we need more of this and, you know, I'm very happy to listen and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are happy to listen to what you have to say. Self-expression. I mean, that's what art's all about. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you can do it as a documentarian as well. You can have it be about other things and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that sort of self-expression is the key, the root, the telling the stories. We have a little bit of time left, a couple more minutes. I just, I'm, I'm amazed. You're, you just showed me your living room and you have more mosaics around your house. You have mosaics in your living room. You have, <laughs> right, I mean, you have all, I mean, just how you turned your, your camera is there something else that you don't do besides mosaics? I mean, what else do you like doing besides mosaics? This is this well, is a question that I I, I normally don't do I'll to sing, mosaic artists. I sing but with the raging grannies. Huh? Those people, you know, I sing with the raging grannies. Oh, okay. I get, there and get politically active in that way. <laughs> yeah. And family. Um, and you're with your family. You like family. being with your family, right? Your yes, grandkids. You told me a little bit about your grandkids that you yeah. love being and with And it, it's been hard during COVID because I'm usually a very social person. I'm like here in this living room, I've, I've had several house concerts, you know, I don't play the piano, but I've had people come in and do it and stand under that, uh, stand under the nightfall mosaic with the lights on it um, and uh, sing. 
Yeah. And I've had, and so, so I'm, I am a very social person in general, which is why it's so easy for me to have whoever wants to come into my classes be there and I can help them out with whatever, you know, whatever they're thinking they might want and help them develop those ideas into something physical. But um, so it's, that's been a little tough. And so that's why having that, you know, the mosaic project going on during that time was extremely helpful and having yes, some definitely. family around to bubble with has been extremely helpful to me. I've met, <laughs> I've met a lot of people like you and they just mean the mosaic art community is very helpful in a lot of different ways, whether it be therapeutic with mosaic classes in general, with organizations, or was it, whether it be just helping out people to learn mo making mosaics. And I think that's how we should keep doing it, right? Because it's—I think making mosaics—it's a certain sensation that someone has, and and some people just really don't like it. Like my wife, she doesn't like it. Like she loves what I do. She—I mean, she understands me, but she has never made a mosaic in her life before, for instance. Sort of you know? the, the process of the step after step after step can get boring for some people. Yeah, and that's understandable. You know, they'd rather splash the paint around, or or yeah. you know, just whatever else they do in their lives. It's um, it's not an immediate act, but it's but but it's not an immediate act, but it does last forever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll finish the podcast with that with that phrase that you just said because okay. I think it's very nice, and I just really appreciate you coming on to the show. Thank you. Check out the uh, YouTube channel. It's over at NC Mosaics, and it's the Mosaic Art Behind the Scenes podcast. You can check Ray B. Also Elizabeth at iraybmosaics.com. And uh, she is awesome. Check her out. She has she has her hair painted purple, and she's just <laughs> awesome. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I think I think uh, we need more artists like you. And uh, and I hope you keep making mosaics forever, and, and you leave them around all over the U.S. and all over the world, so people can can understand uh, what you've you've you fight for and what you what you feel and what you think should be represented on a certain piece. Great. Thank you. No, thank you, Elizabeth. I really appreciate it. Uh, have a good one. You too. That was Elizabeth Raby. Thank you for listening. Have a good one.